You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Patriots, Steelers, Trubisky, Zappy, Thursday, Amazon, yeah. Did you listen to the Six Rings and Football Things Cadillac's Crucial Clashes edition? Because I essentially started with the same fake announcer voice <laughs> trying to hype up something that sucks. I mean, we are all just digging deep and trying to find a way to get people fired up for a game that, aside from party lines, geographical loyalty, and the the want to wager because there is oh such a tasty bet out there and the world should be in on it and we'll get to that in just moments i gotta tell you folks this is about this is the definition of you are truly a fan a degenerate or both the thursday night amazon december 7th 2023 new england patriots at pittsburgh steelers affair i i they've patriots have already been flexed out of monday night football andy and i'll tell you if they could flex out thursday night games as well I'm sure Bezos at all thought, hmm, is there any way? Can we just a little wiggle room? I mean, we thought it was going to be because six months ago and hello, good morning. How are you? Good day. Wherever you're listening to this, anywhere domestically, internationally, the audience grows with each and every day and each and every amazing Patriots game. This is the latest Six Rings and Football Things podcast with Fitzy and Hart brought to you, of course, as always, by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. FanDuel.com slash six rings to sign up today. Take advantage of their incredible offers like their no sweat first bets and same game parlays. We'll have our FanDuel Sportsbook bet of the game, bet of the week coming up later on. Don't forget to hashtag fade Fitzy and make your family a mint and help pay for the holiday season. I'm sure six months ago, Andy, when we had our little scheduled release party on WEI, we saw Steelers Patriots early December. We were thinking like, well, you know, the Pats aren't probably going to win the AFC East, but this could really be for a wild card spot. This could be for like playoff seating. This is what December football and the American football conference is all about. And it's true. One team is competing currently for a wild card spot that they hold with a seven and five record. The other team is the new England Patriots who are two and 10 on the season and are so bereft of star power that in the Amazon promotional graphic, it was TJ Watt for the Steelers and bill Belichick for the Patriots. And at this point, if Belichick decided to, put himself on the active 53 and suit him up and strap him on tomorrow night. I'd be all for it. Cause I really need something to entertain me aside from truly inept, inane football, Mitchell Trubisky, Bailey Zappi. Oh God. 
Well, I've learned from mediocre comics like yourself that it's never a bad thing to reuse a joke. So it's I'm going to say Tom super, Brady. super not okay. That's actually kind of a dicky thing to say. That was actually <laughs> Tom, one asshole, honestly. Tom Brady is rolling in his offensive grave looking at this game where the FanDuel people predict that 30.5 points would be the total. They used to mm -hmm. roll out of bed and score 30 against Dick LeBeau. They used to run. Tom Brady had the, he had all the answers. This was like the, this was yep. the team in the defense that he, that he basically, when he said like, I have all the answers to the test, like he never worried about this. He always knew he could 27 yep. was the minimum. He just crushed Dick LeBeau's defense. And now, now uh, we oh, wonder, oh, 27 points will be scored in this game. Can they get to seven? Can they get to eight? Do I hear eight? Anybody see eight? eight. How about nine? 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 Right. Does anybody see nine? Because no. double digits? Come on now. What are they? What are they using I, an MTV rock and jock ball? It's worth twice as many points. I mean, honest to God, I, I, I ask at large. I mean, we'll get to the bet in a little bit, but FanDuel has had, I think it opened at 31 and a half. It's down to 30 and a half now for the over under. Um, I mean, if you just made the game first to 13 and you called it so everyone could get to bed, we could start the post game show early and not be on the radio till 2 a.m. Eastern time. Would anyone argue? No, I don't you think know what? You know who I really feel bad, legitimately kind of feel bad for, if you can feel bad for a guy who's making boatloads of money, Al Michaels. This game is beneath him. It's on streaming service at mm -hmm. on a Thursday night, two mm -hmm. pitiful football teams with backup quarterbacks. Like, this is a guy that's done some of the most important games in the last, what, half century of mm -hmm. sports in all is, If you asked people who is the show me, if you asked, you know, artificial intelligence, show me a photograph of the most prominent American sports play-by-play -play voice, it would be Al Michaels. And, and, and he has to slum it with these bums and... That I'm actually the one thing I'm I think borderline could be interesting because he doesn't hold back. He lets his tone and he has snide remarks. Like he is going to say things during this game that are going to rub the Rooney family and the Kraft family the wrong way, would be my guess. Cause as you would say, no F's given by Al Michaels. What are you going to do? Get rid of me? Good luck with that. The only person yeah. who can get rid of me now is God when I die. Otherwise, I can do whatever the hell and I I'm want. And I'm doing pretty good not eating any vegetables to date. So yeah, good luck with that. But he's going to say something tonight that's going to be. It's going to hurt Patriot Nation, but it's going to be true. It's going to be mean. It's going to be true. Uh, there. Oh, it, I mean, there'll be a lot of lamenting of the way things used to go versus what what, what reality is now for these teams. I think that's just, in Kirk Herbstreit's going to try to provide some form of color commentary. Uh, maybe he'll maybe maybe Herbstreit is preparing some sort of like draft prep. That would be the best he could do. Not actually calling the game. Yeah. Caleb Williams, Drake about, may talk. Cause I do believe I said, this I'm in for that. The way they had on Fox, they had the stray hand Gronkowski in game interview. Cause they realized the game was so crappy. They needed to fluff it up a little. Like it was a preseason broadcast for the Patriots. Mm -hmm. um, that's actually not a bad idea. Cause I actually think the Steelers should be in line for a quarterback too. So if, if Herb street mm -hmm. talked about the top five quarterbacks, in the draft or whatever, all those guys like go one and two deep for the Patriots. And then even say, and you know, the Steelers might be looking if they don't feel great about Pickett and where he's going. So that's a good idea. If you're producing this game, I'd, I'm more interested because that's better than the game. Uh, well, uh, when we finish up the podcast, I'll make sure to get Drew Esikoff on the phone and see if he, uh, if he'll yeah. take our advice and steer Herb Street towards. Drew, Fitzy, how's it going? Uh, yeah. It's been a while, buddy. Listen. Um, so, I, I mean, to me, that's that would be some of the allure if I knew that I could hear Herb Street talking about like, you know, I've seen this guy, you know, player out of Iowa, this guy out of Nebraska, be a great fit for the Patriots. 
They need this at tackle. They need this over here. This quarterback would be, but nobody knows. No one knows who's coming back as coach. No one knows if there's going to be change in the personnel department. No one knows anything about the 2024 Patriots, aside from the fact that they have a multitude of needs, which will likely be exposed once again in front of a national streaming audience. And it's a shame, too, for the Thursday Night Football fan or people that just like to consume the NFL at large, because as we'd previously mentioned, last week's Thursday Night Football game was by far the most entertaining of the season. 76 points total scored between the Cowboys and the Seahawks, a back-and-forth affair, three straight hours of good old-fashioned kick-off-the-holidays football fun. And now, I mean, honest to God, if this if there are 23 points scored in this game, I would be stunned. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I keep telling you, though, the only door I leave open for points is it's so poorly played that it leads to points by the defenses. The offenses suck so bad because there are two good defenses, competitive defenses. The Steelers are second in the league in turnover differential. They have 12 interceptions. They have a guy with 14 sacks. They mm -hmm. certainly can create turnovers. And we know the Patriots' defense is still trying. They are still competing. They could force Mitchell Trubisky into a mistake or two. And, and that's why I think it's interesting. If you look at our friends at FanDuel, and we'll get to the bet. I'm not betting any of this, but the Patriots defense, excuse me, the Pittsburgh defense is plus 650 to score a touchdown. Better mm -hmm. odds than Hunter Henry, who's at plus 700. So they believe the Pittsburgh defense, which doesn't play offense, has a better chance to score than arguably the Patriots' best red zone target, Hunter Henry. And the Patriots defense is at plus 1,200 which is better than Mike Gesicki, who a person in the summer bet me would have 12 touchdowns as a red zone threat for the Patriots. So the defense 12 reception, 12 receptions is, is maybe uh, I'll take the under on that too, because he doesn't seem to be on the same page with the quarterbacks he plays with, but defenses are every bit as likely to score in this game as guys who are actually paid to score in this game. Yeah, the Steelers' defense, it's not the steel curtain, but it's still a pretty damn good one. Now, I now understand Pittsburgh is coming off of a stunning defeat last week versus the Arizona Cardinals. That game was very, very wonky in so many ways. You know, Cardinals pull off uh, a long touchdown drive, which sort of stuns the Steelers. They should be able to get back into it. Pickett gets hurt. There's two Mother Nature insertions, like two long weather delays. Like, Trubisky comes in. They're all out of sorts. I'm sure Deontay Johnson wanted to punch him again. Uh because they don't apparently get along very well. So I can see why the offense stalls out. It's it's kind of one of those, I think, after this game plays out, it'll just be one of those like, ah, eh, they had a little stumbling block. It was one of those games, but now they're playing true Steelers football and they're back on track. It's going to be a slog, folks. You know, the Patriots defense has been great. Like we talked about, they've only given up 30 points over their last four games, an average of 8.67 points over their, no, excuse me. They gave up six, geez, my God, they've given up six Seven and six. They've given they've been giving up just over six points a game the last three. Mm -hmm. so, oh my God. Ten. Yeah. Uh well, they gave up the ten to the Colts, ten to the Giants, and six. So yeah, they've been giving up eight point six seven point average over the last three games. Oh, and three. I was told there'd be well. no math on this podcast. I'll take care of it since I know you're since I know you're you're a little under the weather. Um that's that's my domain, that and mediocre comedy. So, uh, right. And when we need all the subpar analysis, we'll come to you. So the Steelers are giving up uh, Steelers themselves as well. Not giving up very much. This is no. going to be a grind in an old fashioned slug out. Um, yeah, but not a good way. No, like, not not a good way. Not oh, by the way. steel curtain versus oh three oh four Patriots defense, where you're uh -huh. like these are the great defenses. Points Those are, great game. Those are awesome yeah. games. Like even this in oh five crappy offense. 
Yeah, a true. Uh, honestly, Trubisky, Pickens, Warren. Now, Patriots aren't giving up much on the ground. They gave up 1.2 yards per carry to the Chargers, and uh, which was spectacular. Austin Eckler couldn't get anything going. Do you expect much from Najee Harris and Jalen Warren? Jalen Warren is a nice all like hit the short passing game. Uh, you know, screen action could work pretty well for him. Najee Harris between the tackles, not going to happen. Um, well, Najee Harris missed practice on Tuesday, and I don't know if that's just short week veteran workhorse rest day or if there's a chance he is actually limited for a Thursday night affair. That may actually hurt the page. I think if they went to Warren more, he's the more explosive player, give him more opportunities to make plays yep. for a Patriots team that off and on has had some tackling issues throughout the year. As, as uh -huh. well as they've played, there's been a few times where tackling has been an issue, and I think Warren is a guy that can take advantage of potential missed tackles I do think uh, I think on a Thursday night short week people are tired sore banged up I do yeah. think the Steelers will run the ball a little bit I think both teams are going to run the ball a little bit Ezekiel Elliott obviously is going to have to fill in for Ramondre Stevenson maybe you get a Kevin Harris call up so I can see my big thigh buddy try to I was you know, going to say is that who's going to get the is he going to get the bump it's going to have to think, be I would think um I mean Ty Montgomery is available the other, uh, what's the guy, LaMichael, whatever, the other guy oh, Michael Could it be a big Jermichael Hasty game? I mean, I guess. I'm really not going to predict that necessarily, although he is available in our FanDuel uh, prop, player prop areas, so they think he is at least a consideration mm -hmm. to have. But I would think you might see Zeke and Kevin Harris versus Najee Harris and, and Warren. And, and Jalen Warren, right. Because I don't think either team wants their quarterback throwing the ball 30 times uh -uh, I, no. that, that's a recipe for disaster by tree rivers uh yeah exactly that's the whole thing how many rivers or points for the patriots i'm sure that's a bet somewhere and i'm tempted to take the i'm tempted to take the exactly although i'm sure the under has tasty odds looking at the tuesday injury report no Ramondre. he'll be on the shelf for a couple weeks with the ankle injury probably no pop douglas i wouldn't rush him back at all especially considering it's his second trip to the concussion protocol uh, Zeke city. So Sean way Dietrich wise all removed from the injury report, uh, for illness, two for illness, one with a thigh, one with an ankle. Uh, as far as the Steelers go, you had no uh, Kenny real quick, Pickett real quick and no Najee Harris Steelers. Tuesday. Yeah. Trent Brown, um, was listed as limited, but when the reporters were out there, he just stood off to the side. I saw it was helmet. weird. So he is definitely questionable. Now, he's already rotating over the last couple of weeks with Connor McDermott because Bill Belichick said they both deserve to play. I don't know if that's actually true or not. Uh, deserves got nothing to do with it, as, as they said in Unforgiven. Right. Um, but at, coming off a game where the protection wasn't great for Khalil Mack, he moved around and gave everybody problems, including on Wenu. Now mm -hmm. you have TJ Watt, who's every bit as good, maybe better. Um, that. That's that's something to keep an eye on that offensive line versus Watt. Yeah, uh, uh, the leading tackler on the Steelers defense, believe it or not, is old pal Elandon Roberts, which yep. caught me caught me off guard. That was a bit of a surprise. He's gonna uh, run through I, an MFer's face. Uh, exactly. I made for a nice made for a nice fullback. I remember when we used to have those. That was fun. Uh, so I also read uh, from a Steelers blog that uh, if Elandon Roberts isn't good to go. Two recently retired linebackers who have been on the practice squad uh, for the Steelers, Blake Martinez and old pal Miles Jack, who still isn't over the AFC championship and the inadvertent uh, getting whistled out of bounds after they took the Deion Lewis fumble. 
Uh, they could both see some action as well. Steelers defense is is just tough overall. You've got very good TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, uh, Alex. What is the name of the other defensive end? Uh, who also Hightower? He's awesome. Um, he's but getting yeah, nine to back everybody. They they yeah. have talent. They Joey have, Porter's you know, excellent. Patrick, Mika Fitzpatrick. Said, yeah. When you have twelve interceptions by ten different players, ten different players have picked off mm-hmm. a pass. That is a nightmare for a couple quarterbacks. I'm not saying Mac's going to play, but. Bailey Zappi gives the other team the chance to catch the ball every time he plays. Uh, okay, so you had 43 degrees, a little wind, and a lot of rain on Sunday, which obviously made the passing game any sort of offense for the Patriots difficult. Oh, and their all and their talent and their lack of confidence. Now it's gonna you won't have the wind and the rain, but it's still gonna be ice cold outside, and you have a better defense. Aside from the Patriots defense scoring, because Mitch Trubisky is Mitch Trubisky, tell me how and why the Pats could score in this game. Run, run, big play. Run, run, big play. Like you, you hit the one, one shot. Thornton, the one and, shot. Yeah. Right. Either Parker or Thornton gets down the field, and they actually catch it. They stay in bounds, and you pick up 30, 40 yards chunk plays. I do think Zappy likes to take those shots. He seems mm-hmm. like he has an affinity for those, including to Parker. Like they have a little thing. He trusts him. So I think that's what it'll be like. Run, run, run. Lull him to sleep. Like we're just gonna feed, 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 and then boom, go deep. I, I think that's it. I, Does Parker land his foot inbounds this time? Does Tyquan Thornton actually hold on to the ball with the pressure of the national audience watching? Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, I mean, up. like, if you had to – I asked Cadlick this on the other pod. If you had to pick a Patriots pass catcher to, you know, have a day, have a game, and I'm not saying it's a great game, but just, like, kind of lead the group. Oh, just – yeah. Who's your, who's your guy? Juju Smith-Schuster, revenge game. Okay, Juju's an option. Cadlick yep. went with Devontae Parker is an option. Um, I think Hunter Henry could be an option just because I, I, I like Hunter Henry. But like you, the, the other point you made, which can't be overlooked, is like no one really practices. Like everyone is just managing how sore they still are. Right. You Like pe- players have said for years, you only first start feeling like a human being that can move around normally on Thursday. And then you have to rush into three accident, three hours of human car crashes again in the cold against a team like Pittsburgh that a normally just tries to hit hard period because that's the nature of their beast. B is looking to get one back after crap in the bed last weekend as well. And C would love nothing more than to tap dance on the slowly filling grave of Bill Belichick and the 2023 new England Patriots. Belichick had his way with Tomlin far more often than not in the good old days. Brady's gone. Gronk is gone. They don't have to worry about him putting on a show like he did in that great 2017 game. That was one of the best regular season games of the Bill Belichick era, that 2017 one where, uh, you know, Jesse James, what is a catch? Harmon's pick in the end zone at the end. Gronk unstoppable in the entire second half. Awesome freaking football game. Those days are long gone. And the Steelers, like I said, have hold of a playoff spot. I th- I'm sure they're going to have an ultra conservative approach. There's no Matt Canada, but it would still be a very similar effort. I wouldn't be surprised, Andy, if Mitch Trubisky, I don't think there's a pass attempts pl- parlay or option prop on FanDuel minus 19 and a half. Maybe I'd set the over under 18 and a half pass attempts for Trubisky. I'd probably still take the under. I'm sure they're just going to try to hammer the Patriots over and over again into submission. But we will see. That's why they play the games. Lucky us. All right, let's get to the FanDuel Sportsbook Bet of the Week. Each and every week here on the Six Rings of Football Things podcast, we give you our pick in the Patriots game, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. FanDuel.com slash Six Rings. And we throw you a propositional bet. 
I am going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers. I am not going to take the New England Patriots this week. I have even I, even I, the ultimate Foxborough football fan, even I, the ultimate Patriots homer. I can't do it anymore. I gave it to him last week. They didn't even score until they score again here on the six points podcast, as we're supposed to call it uh, until they score again and realize what they did. They are in, even in my timeout corner, Andy, the over under is 30 and a half. I'll take the under, but I will take this. Here's a tasty little one that should pay nice dividends. Uh, first drive parlay Steelers. First drive punt Patriots. First drive punt is still plus plus one fifteen, one fifty. That feels like free money. I a like buck those. 50 back for every dollar bet. Hell yes. So I'll take the Steelers giving six the under and uh, I'll take the first punt drive for each of the Patriots and Steelers plus 150. What do you got? So it's interesting because if you gave the Patriots six points, they would have won and or pushed for each of the last three games. So I actually considered taking the Patriots here with the six points. But then I thought. Mike Tomlin's pissed. He called last mm -hmm. week's effort a JV football game. Yep. Um, and I, they're at home, which mm -hmm. I think matters on a short week. And mm -hmm. quite honestly, they're just the far more talented football team sort of across the board in all areas. You could even argue at the backup quarterback position that their backup is better than your backup. So I'll lay the points with the Steelers. Um, I, you know, I think it's going to be a dogfight. Six is going to yeah. matter. It, you, know, you come down to it. And then, so that's my negative bet or realistic bet, I guess. Give me the Steelers. And then I'm going to stay optimistic. There's a guy that I think deserves a touchdown who's going to be in an elevated role. His name is Ezekiel Elliott. I love what he's done all year. No Ramondre Stevenson. I think he's going to get plenty of chances to tote the rock. He also mm -hmm. catches it and has had mm -hmm. some nice catch and runs. So yeah. give me Zeke TD at plus 230 anytime score there. A touchdown in general, let alone one by Zeke, would be. I mean, people, the sarcastic tweets that will follow on the platform formerly known as Twitter will be legendary if the Patriots score a touchdown, let alone any points. So once again, I'll take the Steelers giving six and it hurts so bad. The under and I'll take the first drive ends in a punt for both teams at plus 150. Andy wants the Steelers as well. I presume he he's with me on the under. And he'll take an anytime TD for Zeke at plus 230. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, Andy was doing the Zeke feed me thing. He wasn't just trying to work out a kink in his wrist. I, I don't I don't understand how I mean. Yeah, I they OK, it's 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 a game. What do you want? I mean, there's no there's no there's nothing else we can offer about this. There's nothing else to sex this game up. It's just. It's football. It's on. You're going to watch probably two uh, Hall of Fame coaches, right? True. True. I mean, the Steelers still under Mike Tomlin have never had a losing season. They currently sit at seven and five. Uh, they have a couple winnable games the rest of the way. The wild card situation in the AFC uh, in general got thrown for a loop with the Bengals reentering the chat on Monday night after Jake Browning's spectacular 27 for 32, 354 and a touchdown effort on the road against the Jaguars. Steelers look to, you know, keep a firm grasp on their wild card slot. They'll have to contend with the Browns. They'll have to deal also with a couple of teams in the AFC South as well in the Colts and the Texans who are looking to snag a spot. And who knows what happens in the AFC South because Trevor Lawrence will be out for a couple of weeks. It is going to be absolute bedlam the entire rest of the way. Uh, we're talking like, you know, jingle all the way competing. What was the name of the toy in jingle all the way? Rocket oh, Man or... Yeah, like you know that. what I mean? Yeah, something like, like that. Deep like, pull. 
I, was, I, w- I went deep on that one. Yeah. Um, it's going to be absolute black Friday chaos competing for that last spot, but for the new England Patriots, look, Hey, they haven't you know, been eliminated. So stop that talk. That's there right. Yeah. There's we'll still, see. let's, all right, let's do some path math right now. Look, folks, you'd look for a little bit of entertainment, look for a couple of people to continue to develop and play hard that, you know, you're going to want to hold on to for next year. And above all go Panthers. And we'll leave it at that. All right. This has been your preview of Patriots Steelers on the six rings and football things feed. Thank you guys for listening as always each and every week. When we bring you the bet of the week brought to you by FanDuel, as well as our preview, we bring you also a Pat's media member chat. And our guy, Mike Cadlick, of course, if you haven't had a chance to go listen to the Cadlick's Crucial Clashes podcast here on the Six Rings and Football Things feed. This week, he had a chance to catch up with Nesson's Dakota Randall. Uh, Excellent guy, quality chat uh, on the state of affairs and what Dakota thinks is going on with the Patriots now and what he thinks is to come. So thanks for tuning in to the preview and the bet of the week. Good job, Terp. Good job, Hart. Good. eh, Okay, by me. And coming up now, it's Mike Cadlick and Dakota Randall from Nesson. Enjoy the game, folks. Don't forget, we will be live on WEEI with the Six Rings postgame show from 11-something-ish till 155-ish. And oh, what a time it's going to be. Grab your nog, get your hot cocoa, put on your Santa slippers, and we will have us a holiday good time. We'll bring all the good cheer we possibly can because Lord knows this one's going to be a slog. That's the pod. Here comes Cadillac and Dakota Randall. Good day. God bless. Thanks for listening, folks. And as always, oh, bats. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right, welcome back into the Six Rings and Football Things podcast here for WEEI and Odyssey Sports. This is Mike Cadlick down at Gillette Stadium, back with our beat reporter check-in, and I am joined today by none other than... Nessun's Dakota Randall. Dakota, thank you for having or thank you for joining me uh, here on the uh, on the Sex Rings Beer Reporter interview. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, you know, risky move by you having me in here <laughs> right after I ate a huge Tupperware of leftover mac and cheese. But uh, we'll we'll power through it, right? I am uh, I am fresh off a, uh, a spicy Chick Fil A uh, sandwich that we yeah. were. I got so, one of those coming too. Yeah, so gratefully provided uh, by the Gillette Stadium PR team. Uh, so we're here. We're going to uh, talk about what's going on down here with the Patriots this week. Uh, before they head off to Pittsburgh to take on uh, the seven and five Pittsburgh Steelers, a team that is—I uh, don't want to say that—I guess that's wrong to say that they're anywhere close to as bad as the Patriots, but it seems like they're a team that's just kind of finding their way to wins. Where uh, the Patriots continue to find their way to losses, they're two and eight, and they also now have lost uh, arguably the best player on offense in Ramondre Stevenson. It was reported after the game that uh, his uh, X-rays came back negative, but he would have an MRI to determine the severity of his injury. And then Adam Schefter reported today uh, that Stevenson will miss a few weeks with what was deemed to be a high ankle sprain. So uh, Dakota, I'm just curious what you make of the injury, what you make of the, uh, the depth behind Ramondre moving forward. And I mean, realistically Patriots sitting at two and 10 uh, looking like there could be an IR stint on the way. Do you think he should, or uh, will even be back the rest of the season? 
No, I don't think he should come back at all. Um, and I believe this is the first offseason that he's going to be eligible for an extension. Yep. Um, so I imagine part of his mindset is you <laughs> might want to make a business decision there. Right. Um, and I think it's also just best for the Patriots to to let him rest. Um, you know, maybe in years past, he's the kind of player who you would trade early rather than yep. trading too late. Like in, in, in years past, I'd look at Ramondre Stevenson and be like, that's a guy I could see getting traded this offseason. But because they didn't really get anything out of Pierre Strong or Kevin Harris, and they haven't developed anybody behind him. You know they they are going to need him next season probably. So I think let him rest, uh, let him get over that injury. That's the way to go. But for the Patriots, it's just kind of it, it's amazing that you know they are what their record says they are, and I, I I do believe that they they are a very bad football team. But I mean you can't have a conversation about them without also talking about they don't have their best running back, they don't have their best receiver, they don't have their best edge rusher, they don't have their best um, cornerback arguably. Right. And Christian Gonzalez, and at different points in the season, they haven't had some of their best offensive linemen. Um, so I just think injuries are a huge part of what's going on with this team, and and it's just there's another one here with Ramondre. Yeah, uh, I agree. It's a good point too that you mentioned. You know, some a guy who could potentially be traded going into the season because that is sort of the the thing with running backs, and you know they had their uh, they had their big Zoom meeting this offseason. Right. And Seriously, I mean, if you're Ramondre, you're thinking about that kind right. of stuff. And if Pierre Strong had become what they would have wanted him to develop into. You absolutely would look at someone like Ramondre Stevenson um, as someone who you're like, you could trade and get real value for. I mean, and same thing with someone like Damian Harris. And I would have thought like in the past, um, he's someone who they would have traded right. early. I was kind of surprised they held on to him, but I think that was maybe because they needed all the help they could get on offense last right. year. But regardless, um, you know, I do think that kind of factors in at some level. Yeah. And it, I mean, that's kind of why, again, they, though, they, they bring in Ramondre and they kind of eventually, you know, it was. It was him, and he was behind Harris, and then they sort of split carries. And then Ramondre became the lead back, and all of a sudden Harris is gone. Like that, again, that was probably the kind of the idea with guys like Kevin Harris and uh, and Pierre Strong, and it obviously didn't happen. Uh, you mentioned um, all of the, I guess, problems too with this team: the injuries, obviously, the offensive line, uh, the wide receivers, but ultimately also the quarterback position has uh, has sort of deteriorated deteriorated here as well. We just spoke to Zappy Bailey Zappy down here, uh, the Patriots presumed starter coming up uh, this Thursday against the Steelers. Uh, I'm curious what you made of his first start. Obviously, no turnovers from the quarterback position, but they also didn't score any points against L.A. Um, do you think the product looked better? Do you think they should continue on with Zappi this week? And uh, I guess we can sort of get this into sort of a, a Steelers game thought as well. Do you think they're going to be uh, any better off this week against Pittsburgh at the quarterback position? Well, I think, you know, I think Zappi looked like what, he is, which is a borderline backup in the NFL. Uh, he didn't have any turnovers. I think PFF and some of the other sites had him for zero turnover-worthy plays. I would disagree with that. Yeah. There was that one play that was tipped that was almost uh, intercepted. Um, as far as this, I think he took five sacks. Going back and watching it, I would say like maybe two or three of those were on him. Um, and it was just more of what you usually get from him. He's not a high-level quarterback. I think parts of his game are better than what you get from Mac Jones. I think he's better with play fakes. I think he's more fluid in the pocket. He's obviously more elusive. Um, he seems to have better composure. He doesn't get sped up as fast as Mac does. But at the end of the day, he just isn't a high-level talent um, and certainly not good enough to overcome all the other issues that are on the Patriots' offense. Um, that said, you know I think he was really bad in the first half, mm -hmm. but I thought he was solid in the second half. Uh, you know, it wasn't his fault that the offensive line cratered at the end of that game or that uh, Tyquan Thornton couldn't catch the ball. Um, I think Zappi did enough to win what was an awful game. Um, and so, yeah, I think he definitely deserves to make another start. Um, 
you know, I, I think if, if the Patriots are at all going to consider going back to Mac Jones, I don't think you would do it in this spot on the right. short week. You would give the sort of mini buy that comes after Thursday and think about it then. I have, I've been wondering that, like, is there any scenario in which he does come back as the ship sailed there? Um, because, you know, one of my overarching thoughts when I left that game or when the game, the Chargers game ended was, you know, I think you could argue that if Mac Jones played that game, the Patriots win. That's assuming yeah. that. And that's a huge assumption to make now that Mac didn't make any disastrous mistakes, <laughs> right. which of course is his thing now. But you know, at the end of the day, he is better at pushing the ball down the field uh, and orchestrating the offense than Zappy. And in that kind of game, they only needed seven points. Like if Mac could have avoided one of those tr- interceptions, maybe they would have won that game. Um, but then, as far as going into the Steelers game, and we'll—I know we're going to talk about it in a little bit with the draft ramifications, but. This is a fascinating game that yeah, could is. be in all the wrong reasons. It could be like 10-7, 6-3, worse. Um, Bailey Zappi versus Mitch Trubisky, like it's it's going to be horrifying to watch. I say that, you know, maybe it goes, you know, sometimes you, you're you so convinced that something's going to happen, and then we could go out and this game is like 25-18. to 18. Well, I mean, it um, happened Thursday night, or Monday night football, excuse me, with uh, Jake Browning and the Bengals right. last night. Browning threw for like 400 yards. They scored 31 points. They win the game. So you guess you're right. You never know. Um before we do, you know, dip into the Steelers game, grab your game prediction uh, before we get out of here, I do want to talk path to the top of the draft for the Patriots. You've been uh, constantly on top of this uh, on Twitter, I've noticed, at, at Dak I've got Randall. nothing else that, to do. Yeah, that's okay. I do the same I thing, got too. i nothing else yeah. to do but dig into the draft stuff. No, that's that's the fun <laughs> stuff. That's why I'm looking forward to the offseason. You know, you get your mock drafts going, you get your, uh, your scouting and things like that, and there's a chance that there isn't really much to scout besides the top two players in this draft and potentially uh, quarterbacks, Caleb Williams and quarterback or quarterbacks, Caleb Williams and Drake may, because as of right now, according to uh, our friends at tankathon.com, the Patriots, uh, if the season ended today would have the number two overall pick um, 10 and two, five games left. Cardinals, the only team ahead of them. Patriots uh, two and 10. What did I say? You said ten. You said ten and two. Oh, yeah, very yeah. incorrect. No, very incorrect. <laughs> two and ten. Uh, excuse me. So, um, can they get to the number one pick? Where do they land? Your prediction, and uh, I guess just your thoughts in general, and the fact that we're sitting here talking about a two and ten football team in December, and already focused on the twenty twenty four draft. Well, here's what you what you have to look at. It, the the best way to look at it for fans right now, um, to sort of make it simple, is if the Patriots win fewer than two games the rest of the season, they are guaranteed a top three pick. All right. So the question then becomes, where are the two wins? I think we all point to the season finale against the Jets, you know, assuming that Aaron Rodgers doesn't play. Mm-hmm. Um, Which at this point, it doesn't seem like it. Doesn't Jets seem continue like it. to lose. And- now, now, the Patriots are more than capable of losing that game. They've almost lost the last three games against the Jets. Just so happened the Jets were dumber on those days. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, let's say they win that game. So where's the other win? Uh, I don't think it's Kansas City. Obviously, I don't. I certainly don't think it's at Buffalo. Maybe mm-hmm. if it was here, you could craft an argument. Uh, and you know, now the way that Denver's turned their season around, I don't think you. I don't think you can pick the Patriots in that right. game. That seems like a penciled and lost road game as well. That's in Denver, so. right? So this is the other one. Uh, this is the game where you know, on the one hand, it was good for the Patriots that Kenny Pickett got hurt in the other day because that made the Cardinals win that game. But on the other hand, you know. <laughs> Good for the Patriots fans who want the draft. So bad for the Patriots. Yeah, you know, right, you right, have right. to start doing this reverse logic. But now the Patriots are going to go up against Mitch Trubisky, which I think you would assume that is now a more winnable game for them because he is horrible as yeah, well. Yeah. But so that's the thing is if the Patriots do come out and lose this game, um, that basically wraps it up in terms, in my opinion, of getting a top three pick because I just don't see them yeah. getting a second win in those other three games. So that's huge. And then from that point on, you're just kind of looking at what does Carolina do? Do, yeah. they, do they get a second win? I think they face 
I, for them, I look at the Falcons game, the Buccaneers game, uh, as maybe the most winnable for them. But the strength of schedule stuff now is basically a dead tie between the Patriots and the Panthers, where if they finish with the same record, um, you know, I, there is a path for the Patriots to get that top pick. But the other big one to look at is Arizona, where, again, if, they, if the Patriots only win one game the rest of the season, the gap between the Patriots and Cardinals in strength of schedule is so wide at this point. I don't know if it can close over the next four or five weeks where, you know, if the Patriots just lose one game the rest of the way, they might also be essentially guaranteed the second overall pick. It's fascinating. It's fun. It's interesting to uh, to kind of follow it this way. It's certainly something I've never done. Well, uh, they might never be in the spot again. So right. it is kind of fun to go down the rabbit hole um, and kind of lean into it. because, And it helps that there were, you know, two high-level quarterback prospects right. at the top as well as a generational receiver talent that makes it more interesting than if we were like, well, this one quarterback and then a tackle and an edge rusher, you know, it's it's a good year for them to be at the 100%. top. 100%. And so a uh, quick question for you before we talk Steelers. If Chicago, or if if Carolina ends up with the number, the number one pick, it goes to the Chicago Bears. Their quarterback right now, Justin Fields, is playing okay football. Um, do you think there would be a chance where the Patriots are sitting at the second overall pick and both quarterbacks in Williams and May are there? Or do you think they might have to trade up one spot? Chicago might use that as a bidding, you know, bidding piece or whatever you want to call it. And, uh, or, or like, what do you, essentially, what do you think they might do with the quarterback position? Just yeah, your opinion. I think it's fascinating. I think if the season ended right now, I feel like the Bears would have to take Caleb Williams. I think so too. I think they'd have to. You just haven't, I don't know if Justin Fields can make like high level NFL throws that you need to be a championship football team. Like, you know, he's fun to watch. Fantasy right. pe- people love him for obvious reasons. But at the end of the day, like, I just don't think you could look at it right now and say he's the guy. I mean, what has he won six games in the NFL? Yeah. Like, I just don't know how you can make a convincing case just because he runs around a few times. Yeah. So if I, I think if it's the Bears, they have to, or the, yeah, the Bears, yeah. they have to take the quarterback. Uh, but I think the other team that's becoming increasingly fascinating with this is the Cardinals, mm-hmm. where, you know, I think at one point in the season, you would have said they'd have to take the next quarterback, right? But you're always wondering, like, what's it going to look like when Kyler Murray gets back? I think he's looked all right. I, I think, think they're two and two since he's come back. Too. Yeah, and I think he's played well. He's been running well. It doesn't look like he has any uh, lingering effects in the knee injury. So, you know, and you look at more mock drafts and big boards now, and most of them have Arizona taking Marvin Harrison yep. if they're able to, which is good news for the Patriots if they're sold on someone like Drake May. Yep. Uh, so let's wrap it up. We talked about um, the idea that, you know, the Patriots might have two winnable games left. One of them is this Pittsburgh game. Uh, but how do you see it playing out? I think the total right now at FanDuel is like 30 points. Steelers are six-point favorites. Um, it's going to be interesting, gross, fascinating, all the buzzwords you want to call it out there in Pittsburgh this th- this Thursday. But uh, how do you see it playing out? Can the Patriots get another win? Yes, I think the Patriots come out fast start. They get up uh, early, 7-0. Okay. But Bailey they Zappi, score a touchdown, huh? Yeah, Bailey right. Zappi keeps throwing deep shots for Devontae Parker, which is like all they have at right. this point. Uh, when those two are on the field, they hit on one of them. Patriots go up seven nothing, get shut out the rest of the way. Steelers win ten seven. All right, love they it. Just, they, it, we, it. We they grind it out. It's an awful game, uh, but the Steelers get it done. All right, you heard it here first. Ten seven from Nessens, Dakota Randall. Uh, you can. Uh, I'm trying to think of where this podcast will be posted, but regardless, you can hear my prediction uh, with myself and Andy Hart on our matchups podcast coming down the pipe on the Six Rings and Football Things feed. Uh, before we go, Dakota, tell the people where they can find you, where they can find you on Twitter, and where they can read all your stuff. Uh, yeah, you can read all my stuff, for better or worse, at Nesson.com, and then on Twitter, or X, uh, just at Dak Randall. That's it. Awesome. To Dakota, uh, thank you for joining me today. 
Thanks uh, for having me, man. Yeah, of course. We will be back here on the feed every day. Got you covered with all of our uh, Patriots and now NFL, NFL draft news and notes. So make sure you rate, review, subscribe to the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. Uh, for Fitzy Hart and myself, Mike Cadlick, uh, down at Gillette Stadium. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time.